Welcome to the Tea Grannies. I'm Elise. And I'm Maria. Today we're here for our final episode of season three, and the topic is a little bit of everything. Chapter 1. Winter, 2009. The symbol on the door was difficult to decipher, she said as a crimson flush creeped up her throat and the grey stall door slammed closed behind her. He nodded. He had taken the same gamble, so either of them could be in the wrong washroom. There were no urinals, so he suspected it was him. The symbols on the doors were both noodles and unintelligible. He scrubbed his hands in the sink while she washed hers to his left. Square white porcelain with chunky star-shaped silver taps, like those found in a high school, though he hadn't been to one. You want a date? she asked, over the rush of water. She dried her hands on the brown paper, and pulled a fresh one and held it out for him. There was a seed between her overlapping front teeth. But there was something so lovely and endearing and real about it that he smiled back at her and resisted the urge to tell her about said seed. He nodded, and leaned his hip against the sink as he dried his hands. How's it going, then? She rifled through her bag and came up with a tube of lipstick, a soft pink shade, and she noticed the seed as she began to apply it. She sucked and brushed the tip of her tongue over her front teeth to dislodge it. He frowned at her. Not well, to be honest. Blind date? Pretty much. She finished with the lipstick and chucked it in her bag again. A menagerie of items audibly sloshed around as she hoisted the strap onto her shoulder. How can it be pretty much be a blind date? It either is or it isn't. Well, I did see a photograph of her. As far as meat cutes go... This one is actually hilarious, I think. <laughs> I love how they're both a little bit embarrassed, but they just kind of let it go and try to make do with their situation, which, I mean, if you're in that situation, that's probably the best way to go about it. Um, I like the descriptions in this piece. They're clear and vivid, and I could just envision everything. Public restroom, that's pretty simple. I'm guessing at a restaurant or coffee shop or something. Um... And I'm also guessing probably some kind of hipster place that has to be creative with everything because of the weird symbols on the door. Um, yeah, so I liked this introduction. I'm curious to see where it might be going. Uh, but what I'd recommend is starting a touch earlier. Uh, I think this is a really good example of starting the story um, in Medias Res, in the middle of action, but similar to when a lot of authors try to start a story in the middle of a fight scene or high-speed, high-action chase, um, there's too much going on that we don't have enough context for yet, so it was difficult for me to navigate um, navigate the scene properly and, and anchor myself in it. So if, if the male character here is the point-of-view character, um, what's his name? Why is he in this restroom? Um, I'm thinking even just a paragraph or context to open things up before these two interact would be helpful. Like if it's, if it's from the man's perspective, have us in his head, learning his name, what kind of mood he's in based on some hints. Because you're in third person, so you could say, Josh was feeling whatever. Don't use that as a sentence because that's lazy, but that's just an example. Um, we need his name <laughs> so that we can, you know... Um, think about him with a label it's hard to consider these characters without names right off right off the start um give us a hint of what kind of mood he's in and based on some hints about why he's in this location in the first place like i'm not saying you have to give us everything um but i needed more i needed a reason to care or a reason to resonate with this character about like 
Why should I keep reading? What's keeping me invested in this scene? And then answering the, the, the who, what, and why for him before the scene kicks off would add that missing piece. That's essentially what I'm getting at. Who, his name, what, how he's feeling about his circumstances at the moment, and why a hint or a brief explanation for his reason for being in the location in the first place. In this case, it's a date, apparently, a pretty much a blind date, but maybe not a blind date because he saw a picture of it first. I don't know. Um, we don't need that much detail, but we do need context. We do need a reason to um, latch onto the character's mindset or um, circumstances and be intrigued enough to keep reading, essentially. Right now, we haven't been given enough detail that I don't really have an idea any idea where the story is going, what kind of story it's going to be. Is it a rom-com? I mean, probably based on the I circumstances. So. I think that would be cute, <laughs> but it might not. Like, I have no idea. This could go literally anywhere. And that's mm -hmm. that's where I'm feeling like, what's the point of this piece? And that's what's missing for me. Other than that, I don't think much needs to change. As I said, the descriptions are great. The scenario, the setup is great. Um, and I just want to know if it's actually a meet cute, cute or not, because if it is, I could see it being like super adorable. I cackled like a witch when I read this. <laughs> I love a good meet cute. Um, and you know, when you ask couples, like, how did you meet? It's like, oh, we met in a public washroom. Like that's quite <laughs> funny. I like it. Um, I agree with, I agree with Elise's comments. So I'm not going to repeat myself. Uh, or repeat after release. I thought the setting was well done. I can totally picture it. Um, bold of him to lean on the counter. Like those public washrooms, those counters are always wet. Like why are they always wet? <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> uh, I like their dialogue, but I'd like for it to be a little bit more spunky. It's kind of too casual, like realistic, like very realistic, mm. um, but it is fiction. And so you need to have your character saying something a little bit more interesting than, hey, how's it going? Um, to get us interested in keeping us reading. Uh, the little bit about the seed between her teeth was really cute. It was a great little detail. Um, and I do like that she straight up asks if he's on a date, which makes me think this is like a first date kind of location. And why are wash washroom signs so confusing these days? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are they even gender specific? Like, that's another rant. Yeah, but like, sure. every time I go into a restaurant now, I stand at the bathroom and I'm like, uh, does it matter? Really? Which, which one am I which, now? Which one am I supposed to be? But anyways, uh, I did really like this. I would keep reading. I love a good rom-com and that is what I'm hoping that this is. Welcome to the end. The end of season three. Not the end Sounded of the world. Morbid. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I this don't like Yeah, I don't I don't I don't script these things because <laughs> I didn't realize how bad that sounded until I said it and now here we are. Um the end of season three, not the end of the world. I mean it could be, we wouldn't know it, it yet, be. and that's fine. Uh honestly. Everything's fine. And it's not the end of the tea grannies either, um, which is lovely and wonderful to know about because that means that like, oh, I'm going to be doing something very specific next year in 2023. And I never plan that far in advance. So this is weird and I love it. But uh, yeah, this is the final episode of season three. And as we were kind of getting ready, our notes for this one, we got we got a little nostalgic as as people do. Um, and I think that suits the granny vibe. Like, okay, 
We get to tell mm-hmm. stories about how nostalgic we feel. That's what that's what it, growing up is all about. So, um, we're not gonna like go super deep into this and make y'all bored, but um, we did want to just kind of recap a little bit what we've talked about over the last couple seasons and where we're headed, what we're up to, um, what life looks like between now and whatever comes next, whether that's the apocalypse or season four, I don't know. <laughs> Whichever comes first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so season one, we, we kicked off last year, which is, yeah. that's wild. We've done see th- three seasons in the span of a year and a half. Um, yeah. No wonder we're so tired. Wow. We're very tired. My goodness gracious. I think that's the overachiever in us. Oh, right. Just kind of took the driver's seat with this uh, little project. And now we're like, well, we need a, we need a break on this road trip. This is, <laughs> this is the perk of being friends with someone who, ha- who goes to therapy for the same things. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. group therapy together. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we're both uh, really deeply messed up. <laughs> took a turn oh yeah. man this is a happy dark episode again. my goodness <laughs> but no um, we, we want to make space for all of the emotions of life just maybe not <clears throat> on live audio so season one yeah a year and a half ago we uh we had a like psychic brainwave where we were like we should do a podcast wait you want to do a podcast too what the heck Neither of us like people or talking to people, but we want to talk to people online for weeks at a time and do a podcast. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, social anxiety, hi. But here we are, three seasons later. So, you know, something worked and maybe it's that um, online medium of we get to mm-hmm. talk to you, but we don't have to look at your faces. Um, like public speaking without the part that's actually the, really scary. Yeah, which without the public part. Like, is it, yeah. If we mess up in this episode, we will cut it and we won't release it yeah. to the public and no one will know. <laughs> No, no, no. No. and we delete those uh records we delete as well. all of them except for the ones that i save for posterity but i won't tell you which yeah. ones those are i'm kidding i'm not trying to make you hate me i need you <laughs> on my side we need a blooper episode we do i need to like go through and collect some uh some excellent tidbits uh because there are some good ones but anyway season one was all about getting started um we went over everything i want to say from drafting to editing to publishing is just getting into writing and what does that look like for you and what are your options and what are some strategies and we talked about scheduling like we talked about checklists my favorite topic and uh i mean that in in hindsight that doesn't sound super exciting it's not like we're doing like a true crime serial drama or anything here but no one's coming to this expecting that so there's some comfort there and then season two we kicked it off in November 2021 with National Novel Writing Month and all of our tips and tricks for that time, which is coming soon. Already. It's almost yeah. upon us. Oh, I'm not ready. They're almost here. So I know a lot of people will be gearing up for that shortly, and I wish you all the best of luck. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I'm going to get done in that month, really. I don't know how much I'm going to... We're going to talk about that. That's later. Um, we'll get there. <clears throat> we will. But season season two was really fun. We we went through Nano and then we talked about craft and story building, um, point of view, character building. We did an episode where we interviewed Eileen Cook about villains, and that was just super fun. Chef's kiss. That was brilliant. So wonderful. We talked about romance as a genre. Like that's the only <laughs> that's the only genre we covered. 
<laughs> over the course of our three seasons one which i don't write and you've only started writing in the last yeah. little while so um whatever it's fine we did talk about um world building as well in our mm-hmm. lovely wine world building episode which is more yeah. fantasy leaning maybe but world building is in every story so whatever and we kind of throw romance into all our stories anyway so it's not like we're unfamiliar you like it and now I'm, I'm obsessed if anybody follows me on like goodreads or on the bookstagram you guys know that's like my number one red genre now or subgenre <laughs> of like everything. I'm like, oh, it doesn't have romance in it. I don't think okay, I want to read it. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, thanks. Uh, but yeah, and then this season, season three, we pretty much stuck with the publishing side of things. Um, most of you have probably listened to them, but if you haven't, we did everything from queries to finding agents, um, as much as we could think of, honestly. We interviewed a lot of really great authors. We had Maya Hampson. We talked to her about landing an agent and what happens when you do, which was super fun. Uh, we talked to Rob Sanborn about traditional publishing and Kate McWilliams gave us all the tea on self-publishing. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to have, it was also fun to have listeners reach out and share their own resources for querying, you know, mm-hmm. the more knowledge, the better. Mm-hmm. So we are at the be all and end all of your research. Don't forget that. Make friends in your writing community because there is so much to learn. Yeah, there's so much that we don't know. And we're sitting here like providing information, like we know some (laughs) things and it feels like we don't. And then we talk to someone like Maya or to Kate or Rob, like I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been doing research. And we were like, we know lots. Let's do a podcast. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the turntables. So humbling. So wonderfully humbling. And I say that in the Uh best way possible. Like the, the interview episodes have been my favorite episodes since we started like as much as mm-hmm. i love just chatting with you and shooting the shit and you know talking bad about people which is you know my favorite part <laughs> of every week uh <laughs> it's been incredibly fun to get to know other writers and their processes and their their notes and tips and tricks and that's been mm-hmm. yeah just awesome So first and foremost, Elise and I will be taking a break. This is not the end of the Tea Grannies. We are going to do a season four, but most importantly, we are taking a break. We pretty much did our first three seasons back to back, um, Mm -hmm. and we haven't had a chance to focus on our own projects. So we're going to take a break, and Elise is going to tell us what she's going to work on. (laughs) <laughs> while we're doing that put me in the hot seat why don't you I mean despite like feeling like we haven't we haven't had time to work on personal projects but we have I published a whole trilogy in the same mm-hmm. span of time what I did what oh my goodness okay hey, what I was really trying to say was I haven't had time to work on my personal <laughs> projects because I get obsessed with one project at a time and it's been the podcast <laughs> oh, no. but you have what when did you draft Lady Killer? I think I did it during actually during podcasting times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's recent. Or you redrafted it and then I workshopped it it. and then Mm. you did it again. Yeah, so I did get some stuff done. Just definitely not at my normal output. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has it has cut into our usual what we see as our usual output. Mm -hmm. Um, which yeah sure we're spending a lot of time doing this we enjoy doing it makes sense (laughs) Um, but yeah we do yeah doing three seasons back to back to back is a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. 
There's a lot of planning that goes into this, whether you b- believe us or not. Maybe you think we just sit down every every time we record and just, you know, talk it out and then we're done. I wish we, and, oh it. Goodness, I wish we were that good, oh but we're like, no, goodness. we need notes because we get sidetracked we don't very do easily. Notes. We do this and we just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so it has cut in a bit and we're going to take a longer break than we've seen between the other seasons. We... Um, this is releasing near the end of October, and we probably won't dive into season four until spring 2023. Spring, yeah. We're not going to put a date on it at this point because mm-hmm. that would be too much pressure. <laughs> but, we will, but we will be back. Um, and during the break, you can find us on all the socials as usual, and we'll, we'll pop in with updates along the way. Um, I, for one, am going to be probably posting a little bit more about my current draft that I'm working on, which is a science fiction. Um, I want to say it's YA. My, yeah, my main character is very YA. So that's what's going to be. She's uh, she's 16. It's a daughter and father searching the galaxy for her missing mother and their family of smugglers. And we get into some wonderful mischief. And I'm very excited about it. I'm so excited to read that. Very excited about it. I've never done sci-fi before. The best I've done was like Star Wars fan fiction when I was 14 and we don't talk about those days anymore. (laughs) No, I probably, I probably literally wrote myself as um, a Sith Padawan kind of blend. And that was, it was me with with a lightsaber trying to get out of slavery or some shit. I don't know what it was. It didn't make sense. sounds actually pretty good. I love Star Wars fan fiction. I love fan fiction. Everyone that listens already knows that about mm-hmm. me. I love it. And I'm not ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> I could get into more of that, but I have enough to do already because aside from the drafting, I also want to edit the bug monster story that I have referenced multiple times on this podcast and outside of this podcast for the past two years. And I know that Maria's pissed at me about it. I know that Maya's pissed at me about it because they read it and they told them I would edit it and I have not. And we want it. <laughs> we want it. And I've made that, like, I've made notes. I have your workshop notes. I have direction. I just need to sit down and do it. Um, and to do that, I need the time. So uh, don't kill me because I will get it done. And if you kill me, you don't get the draft. You know, that's how it works. That's fair. Um, that's fair. <clears throat> although if I could come back from the dead to hand you a draft, I would. Like, I would just, mm-hmm. I would love to do that for you. Um, probably not in my future. And then aside from that, I do need to figure out what my work life looks like over the next six, what's six months? Can't do the math. Don't care. Over the next little while, um, because I might, I might have some new regular contract work coming in on my freelance side of things that could keep me quite busy. When you work contract for more than one person, it gets really, it can get really tricky because like you don't work for them. You're not an employee. So you're not at their beck and call technically, but a lot of people kind of act mm-hmm. like they'll message you. And if they're the kind of person that expects a response right away, it can get a little, a little awkward if you don't. Well, I see. Um, haven't dealt with much of that so far, but um, that can always change. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But no, right now I'm working with some pretty amazing people and I'm really happy with the stuff that I'm mm-hmm. getting. And it's, it is it is a lot of variety and it brings me a lot of joy, even though it cuts into my, to the writing that I would like to be doing. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't get paid for that. So <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, we need those uh, day jobs to fund the fun stuff mm-hmm. in our life. Um, my life is a dumpster fire right now, <laughs> which I won't get into because I'm going to therapy next week and that's what I'm going to get into it. <laughs> but my plans during the break 
Uh, I'm finally going to draft this rom-com idea that's been floating around in my head for a while. I'm going to use NaNoWriMo to kind of help me do it. It'll probably be a short first draft. Um, I have an idea of having like a audiobook narrator and a romance author having a bit of a face-off and then he'll be on like contract to read her books and then her books are going to slowly become about him Ah. and I'm really excited for it so I want to read it immediately I don't I don't write a lot of contemporary because I get into like the oh like I got to refer to social media and like when should I time this and where should it be set so I think I'm going to go for the whole like fictional city in a province mm, or something mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. that way I don't have to be like is that the right street yeah, because perfect. I don't want to do that perfect um the other project I wrote uh I think it was sometime last year I wrote a submission for a short story contest uh where you had to write about pirating dogs mm-hmm. and I thought this was super fun so I wrote a short story starring my dogs <laughs> obviously <laughs> and I kind of loved it I called it the somersaulting pig Uh, which is a reference to my one dog who looks like a pig. Um, (laughs) She literally did a somersault out of the truck one day and landed on her back and she was fine. And that is why I called it the somersaulting pig because she's like our narrator. Uh, So I've been thinking about rewriting that and expanding it a bit and self-publishing it just as like my little experiments and get a feel for how to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I'll dedicate it to my my sweet senior dog, Lucy, who passed away in... Mm -hmm the end of August so uh, that's kind of on my plan we'll see how long the draft takes me <laughs> um <laughs> and then like I've been saying also like at least for so long I am going to edit my pride of joy my lady assassin story mm-hmm. I keep saying I'll do it yeah, and I, I keep getting all this feedback and I have 20 pages of notes for release but I need to like bravely read one more time and then edit but I just haven't felt ready yet um but I will and that one's a fantasy romance um we got a cinnamon roll of a love interest and lots of stabby stabby fun stuff so I'm pretty happy with that one and then last but not least on my list is I'm going to try and relax and get some downtime in. <laughs> it was very dramatic, like soap opera gasp right there. You're going to try to what? You're going to try a what? Yeah, it's definitely, I'm really bad for um, running myself into the ground, getting really burnt out. So my goal is to just sort of give myself weekends again, and, like stop trying to fill my weekends with writing, bookstagram, podcast stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and slot that in during the week. So We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I had a span of about like, I want to say two to three weeks over the last couple of months where I had weekends, like I had them and it was like, oh, this is, this is what it feels like to stop working on, on, to have a weekend. This is most people's reality. It was shocking. It was very nice. And then I promptly filled them up with other things and I have not been taking weekends like I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm trying to get back to that. Maybe we can help. I really like this. I don't know. (laughs) we're the worst but that is our plans for during the break Mm -hmm. and then Elise and I were chatting uh we were talking about doing a tea break episode we were like maybe we should throw throw in some book recommendations especially for the people that don't follow us on bookstagram and don't (laughs) see all my fangirling over what I'm currently reading um so we're gonna hit you guys up with some book recommendations all of these are badass amazing super well written 
five stars. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for books to read for research, we included a few different genres. So Elise is going to start us off. Current recommendations. I just want you guys to know that we we change our recommendations like often depending (laughs) on what we've read. This is where we are at right now. Right now in this current time and a few Mm -hmm. months from now I'll have a completely different list but that's okay. These are still amazing and they still will be. Um, but no, I was, I was going to say, I'm really proud of myself for the variety of genres that I have included. Me too. Um, out of the five that I'm going to talk about, there are only there are only three fantasy. So it's still more than half, oh. but it's still better than usual, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> the first one that I've been, I think I've been hyping this one, I read mm-hmm. it near the beginning of the okay. year. So I've been hyping it for a while. I read it as an audiobook. I got really into audiobooks in the last year or so um so actually i read mm, several of these as audiobooks and enjoyed them very much but the first one is an enchantment of ravens by margaret rogerson um she also has a book called sorcery of thorns which i enjoyed Mm -hmm. very much because it's about a girl in a library with lots of books and that's a huge theme so if you like reading chances are you'll like that aspect of it but enchantment of ravens is not that Mm -hmm. it's everything fey and if you're sick of sj mass and holly black and all those wonderful authors that we know and love um, but have read too much of, this could be for you because I was in that space when I picked it up. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. eh, do I really want another Faye story? Like everyone's doing it and they're all using kind of the same elements and it's all like it's, it's different but all kind of the same mm-hmm. and it all starts to blend together. And then I read this and it's a standalone so it's pretty easy to get into um, and I was blown away. I thought it was brilliant especially how the author weaves in the fae aspects and describes them. The descriptions are amazing. Um, it's an enemies to lovers, a uh, human painter named Isabel, and the fae autumn prince named Rook. Those names. Ah, man. <laughs> they, uh, so these two characters clash over Isabel's painted this portrait of Rook at his request, and he takes issue with something that she's done with it and spirits her away to have her tried for her crime against him in the fae court. And it was so good. It was so so good i can't i can't tell you how good it was um just go read it basically it's forced so i should read it next well we were talking about what you were going to read next which was yeah it was yes it was this one you should read next it's a Mm -hmm. fall read i'm gonna read it it's a fall read it's just it's it's the fey autumn prince like you can't get more fall than that and i mean they do experience other seasons but it's the fey autumn prince i'll leave it at that um, the book I'm currently obsessed with, and I have made it my entire personality at this time, and I literally was hugging it to my chest and squealing when I finished, which I haven't done. Like, I can't remember the last time I did that with a book. Like, I'm a pretty stoic reader, you know, but I was like losing my shit. It's this book called The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. I like that. It is the best book ever. I'm so obsessed with it. It's a fantasy romance, and it's basically like if you got mail had zombies, and it's even so awesome. And the side characters are so good, and the love interest. I mean, I'm posting my review. By the time this episode comes out, I'll have a review on the bookstagram page if you mm. want to look at my fangirling review. Like I loved it so much that I DM'd the author when I finished and sent her a fangirl <laughs> message. I never do that. I think it's creepy generally. I don't ever do that. But I was actually so excited when I finished. It's like, I have to tell her how amazing this is. This book just like changed my life. Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> so 
you gotta read it the animal characters in it oh my gosh uh, they're so great uh, and the romance the spice it has everything you want in a fantasy romance and it feels so fresh I've never read anything like it before mm-hmm. and I read a lot I'm at over 100 books already in 2022 so when I say that I really mean it <laughs> I'm struggling to hit my my goal of 50 books struggling and that's never happened yeah to me uh, when my mental health is bad I read a lot so you can tell if I look at my goodreads how poorly or how well I'm doing <laughs> I think I do the opposite when my mental health gets bad it's like I don't feel like reading yeah which no, I'm, I don't know. I'm a read so I don't have to think about anything else that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> the romance I just watch tv um yeah, okay I wasn't expecting your top top to be a fantasy because you've been recommending me quite a few just like straight up romances lately so I was like oh it's yeah. fantasy okay now I'm good I'm ready I want to read it now <laughs> I did <laughs> want, I, I was gonna read it anyways because that's a that mm-hmm. is a high praise and uh, yeah. I'd be missing out if I don't uh, but my next one is again fantasy because yeah. you expect nothing less of me this one I've maybe talked I've talked about it before I can't remember for this season or the last season when we we're talking about POV but mm-hmm. um, the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemisin. So I'm cheating a little bit and I'm putting three books into one because I read books two and three <laughs> this year and I read book one last year. I believe I did them all as audiobooks again. Um, narrator was fabulous. And this this is one of those authors that I, I can only dream of emulating one day. One of those people that just, mm-hmm. you read their work and you're like, oh, I want to be able to write like that. I wish I could write like that. I want to be like you when I grow up. And it's... I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> It's at once yeah. the most like motivating and crushing thing because it's just like it's it's this thing you want to shoot for and it's very motivating in that way. But I find that it's also like a little bit crushing in that will I ever get there? I, I doubt myself so much in the moment that I'm not sure. But either way, read the books anyways because they're a wonderful experience. It's this extremely rich fantasy world. I've, I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever read anything quite like it. Um, it's told between several POVs. And one of them is in second person, which some people think that's a bit weird. And I would, I thought it was at first too, until I realized how it was all coming together and the way that that second person narrative weaves in with the rest of it and how it's explained over the course of the trilogy is just my mind exploded. It was incredible. Um, if that alone is not enough, the trilogy follows a mother who has lost all of her children in a few different ways. And she's torn between the idea of saving the people around her or destroying them for the abuse that they've heaped upon her for all of her life for the abilities that she was born with. Um, so it's it's pretty dark and devastating, I would say, as a as a narrative. But that's very fitting. And I think this author does it amazingly well. And I wouldn't have it done ever, any other way because I don't think it would be as genuine. Hmm. I've got to read that one too. It's on my shelf. Now we're getting into just a straight romance, oh, contemporary romance. I just read this one recently on Kindle Unlimited and I sort of read the blurb and I was like, that sounds cute. But contemporary romance can be kind of hit and miss for me sometimes. It can be like when it comes to characters, I just, yeah, I got to be into it. So this one is called The Wrong Mr. Right by Stephanie Archer. Uh, I read it in like a day. I couldn't stop reading it. And anytime my husband interrupted me, I was like, ah, I'm reading. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So the premise is pretty much a shy bookseller asks a hot surfer guy for his help in making her into a hot girl 
aka help her find some confidence with her love life. And the thing I also loved about this was it was set on Vancouver Island and we don't get a lot of books set in BC, mm. like in general, I would mm -hmm. say especially on the island and so I loved that it's adorable it was like steamy like their relationship was like it was pretty much like friends to lovers which is not my usual trope at all I usually don't like friends to lovers hmm. um but they were perfect and I loved it so much and I was just smiling like an idiot when I finished reading it I was like I love Ew. this and this is actually the second in the series you can read this one as a standalone and so I went back and read the first one because I wanted more. And I like that one too, but this one was the best one out of the two. The third one comes out like soon. So I know what I'll be doing when that <laughs> hits my cue. <laughs> nice. Okay, so this is not a fantasy. And it is also not a romance. Although there are Ooh. some, you know, there's still romance woven into it, but I would say that's not enough of a focus to say it's a romance. Um, if we were villains, ML Rio, Ooh. I... I can't get over this book. I can't, I can't get over this book. Um, every time I remember that I read it, I'm like, oh, right. So this is similar to what I said about Jemsen, an author that I want to be one day when I grow up. Like, I want mm -hmm. to write this well somehow, some way. I want to achieve this level of mastery. And they probably are like, oh, that's not a level of mastery. Like, I still learn so much. And it's like, I don't care. I want to be wherever no, you are at right. in the pyramid right yeah. now. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to get there without hard work. So uh, this book, um, I stayed up until four in the morning reading it. Not my proudest moment, but it was one of the ones mm -hmm. I enjoyed the most. <laughs> it, it features a cast of theater students in a highly competitive school. And what unravels is a murder mystery that is just the most unexpected kind of twists and turns. And I devoured it. I loved every word of it. It's so poetic and descriptive and dark and twisted and sexy and dark and very it's so dark oh man um but so so engaging and despite like usually when i when i read something more literary fringe with poetic descriptive language it it tends to get too much for me after a little while it's mm -hmm. like can you just say what you're trying to say but this every phrase was so carefully crafted it felt like they spent a lot of time in the stylistic edit portion just with mm -hmm. word choice and making sure it all flowed and they talk about Shakespeare a lot so you know that makes sense in context and just yeah yeah I also need to read this one yeah you lent it's, it to I'm, me I'm proud of us for picking books that we haven't really yeah. <laughs> both read like that's impressive because that is impressive that doesn't we usually read happen. a lot of those things mm -hmm. <laughs> uh my next one is a historical romance um mm. called what the wind knows by amy Harmon, and this was rec recommended to me on bookstagram like multiple times by the same person and i finally was like i'll read it like i usually like historical fiction um it you know it can be hit and miss obviously just like with anything so i don't really pick it up that much except like my regency romances i love that shit <laughs> but this one was like a proper like very well researched it's set in ireland during the 1920s which is a very like intense time in ireland uh features some time travel so i mean you could call it magical realism maybe it's very i wouldn't uh yeah i would still call it historical romance as far as i'm concerned um it was a real tearjerker at the end mm -hmm. and i was at the end i'm like how is this gonna end so that i can move on with my life <laughs> 
going on? It was so well done. I just, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was so, <laughs> I want to be like that writer when I grow up mm. type of moment. Like, how is she good at this? It was just, oh, it's so good. Gotta read it. I feel like it's one of those books, the same with everyone else I've talked to in books from about it, where people kind of try and describe it, but then they're just like, you have to read it. Mm. And then you're like, ugh. And then you finally read it and you're like, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have to read it. <laughs> it's on my it's on my stack from you, so that's coming up. Good. Yes. I oh hope you God. love it. And having been to Ireland a couple times, mm. I extra appreciated it. I thought it was I thought it was great. I'm not and it made a me big, more like back. I'm not a big travel bug because I travel so much as a kid. I just don't like I don't get drawn to that. But if I want to visit any place in the world, Ireland is one of them. It's like it's awesome. before I die, I would like to make mm. it out there. That's I think it's a, a writer's dream. You know, there's so many like mm. coffee shops and like bookstores and like we road tripped on the Wild Atlantic Way, like around Ireland. And it's just so gorgeous and so much tea. I was mm. so happy. <laughs> Oh, Lots of cows, so Nick was happy too. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Okay, next. And the order of these, I should say, certainly doesn't say anything about where they Yeah, we pick random order. Are, random yeah, order. These are all very <laughs> wonderful. This is another fantasy. Um, I have raved about this one on, I think on my Instagram page, maybe elsewhere. I read this one as an audiobook. Again, this was a, this was a road trip book. I was on a road trip with my husband. We were driving back home and we started this somewhere around the beginning of the trip. It was like a 12 hour drive. So we finished it. Like we did it all in one go, one sitting. I think we stopped for for supper and that was it. And I fell asleep at one point. So we had to back up because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you? How dare I? And it was like right around kind of the most important stuff that was happening. So we really had to go back and make sure that I was, you know, up to what was going on but uh, it's nettle and bone by kingfisher t kingfisher and i have someone has raved to me about her other books which all seem to be kind of quite different from each other so i'm curious to get into her other stuff but this one is a fantasy and basically all you need to know if you're like me to be interested in this book is that um on her quest to kill a prince mara is joined by a grave witch a reluctant fairy a strapping former knight and a chicken possessed by a demon you had me at chicken possessed by a demon. Right? <laughs> I saw that That's when amazing. I was reading about it before I before I read the book. I saw that. I was like, oh, tell me. I, you should have put that first. I don't care about all the other crap. And now I want to read it. I don't care what it's about. There's a chicken possessed by a demon. So it's like a darker adult <laughs> version of Howl's Moving Castle. And it's glorious. It's this weird blend of humor and and morbidity like it's about grave witch it's about dead people and bones and stuff um but it's hilarious like it's so funny um and yeah it's an excellent audiobook if you like audiobooks the narrator is just really entertaining with her voices and everything and just the concepts it's like it, it blew me away it was absolutely gripping understand that road trips are draining and that's why i fell asleep not because mm -hmm. the book was boring uh <laughs> it was very interesting also, I mean, 12 hour road trip if you're a passenger you're gonna nap at some point <laughs> sweetness oh, that one's on my list too it's literally on my end table in my like hopeful stack along with if we were villains and an enchantment of ravens oh yeah which were there before we came up with this list so yep. they were already there uh my next one is another fantasy romance sorry not sorry and this one's really underrated. I like never see it on like Bookstagram or in the bookstore. It's so weird to me. It's called The North Wind by Alexandria Warwick. This is like, I came across it 
kind of by accident and it sounded intriguing and I bought it and then I read it obsessively until I was finished. It's definitely a darker fantasy romance and it is a proper enemies to lovers, like mm. to the crotch enemies to lovers. It is so <laughs> great. And the female main character is so great. And so it's, it is definitely darker and it deals with some heavier themes. Like um, there's some addiction themes and stuff like that. So just be prepared if you're going to mm. dive into it. Um, it has a really cool magic system. It has a very cool mystery and it's a bit like Hades and Persephone and Beauty and the Beast had this sort of like dark love child. <laughs> <laughs> it is so underrated and I keep recommending it to people and I don't know. I put it in your stack as well. Yes, I was just going to say that and uh, the last one with the windows. Those are both kind of like upcoming. So the North is a good like autumn read. So it definitely read soon. Oh, and yeah, I was just very happy with it when it was over. I was like, how is no one talking about this book? Why aren't people as obsessed with this book as they are with like Akhtar and like all those other books? Well, is it's it, just... Isn't it an indie? I think it might be. Yeah, yeah it's so it awesome. Is. And I've shared it on our page before and I'm probably going to have to share it again. And be like, did you not hear me the first time? <laughs> read this yeah maybe after i read it we can do kind of like a tag team review it and make it explode (laughs) sounds like i'm gonna really like it i I, um i started using story graph instead of goodreads lately and um i mean i use both i update my reading on both but i'm just mostly focusing on story graph and that's where i care about things because it as you rate and review different books it starts tracking like the types of book you read so in my Mm. summary it tells me you tend to lean towards adventurous dark thrillers that are fast-paced those are kind of the i think it was something like that but dark was definitely in there i was like oh yeah well it wouldn't know what to do with me it'd be like so you like fluffy contemporary romance steamy regency romance dark fantasy romance (laughs) also the occasional historical fiction Um, i think it it takes like if you read you like romance it's gonna it's gonna tell you you like romance because you probably read a lot of short ones so it looks like you read more of that than anything else but just because they're shorter you read them faster so that's where the stats kind of lie they don't lie but Mm. can be misconstrued but yeah Mm -hmm. i'm not speaking of romances elise has a romance book recommendation yes that is the next one um is that the only one on my list that's just straight up yeah Yeah. yep that's just the straight up romance i i've been kind of shy of those for the last little while so Mm -hmm. you have um uprooted my world um yeah right maybe (laughs) <laughs> yep, can't even deny it. The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I would have stayed up till four in the morning reading this. I would have. I was about to, and then I was stupidly smart as a good, responsible adult, and I went to bed at 1 a.m. instead. Um, <laughs> I cut myself off, and then I, I woke up the next day. I think I, like, got ready, ate breakfast, sat down, and read until I was done. Like I did. There was nothing. It was a holiday or something like that, so I didn't have to do anything, but I was like, I, I don't care. <laughs> What else is on my plate? I'm finishing this, and then I'll think about life again. And uh, it, was, mm-hmm. it was worth every second. Um, it's fake dating, kissing a stranger to get out of a situation. Say no more. Like, give me those tropes. Those are the only tropes I care about. And also, just to add fuel to the wonderful sexy fire, our protagonist is a woman in STEM doing cancer research, and she kicks ass. Like, she's just, yeah, she's amazing. And I love her very much. <clears throat> 
And now I haven't even mentioned the tall, dark, and handsome, broody love interest. So go be free and read. Ignore us for the rest of this episode because that's all you need to know. No, you have you have one more for us. But after that, you can just, you know, tune out. Yeah, this one I had seen on Bookstagram and I had had it on my list for a while. And it was on Kindle Unlimited. And I was in like, I was having a bad week. Uh, I was like, I need something funny. So I picked up this book called That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming. And it is so stinking funny. I sat there and read it in an afternoon, like cackling. And I loved it. It's like a really lighthearted, like comical fantasy romance. And I mean, it's it's what the title says. <laughs> but there's actually like a big old mystery and they go on an adventure and there's like lots of fun oh, side characters so and like fun magic lots of spice, lots of swearing, which was totally up my alley. I was like, <laughs> they talk like I do. Lots of F-bombs. And uh, yeah, I just, I had such a good time reading it. I read the second one too. It was also funny, but I, I still think the first one was funny just because I wasn't, I wasn't really prepared for mm-hmm. how funny it would be. It was sort mm-hmm. of like having a comedian tell you the story. It was just oh, great. So yeah, you got to read it. It's, it's a good one. It definitely got me out of my little slump. It got me out of a reading slump as well. So I would say, yeah, if you haven't read it yet, you should. Nice. It's great. <laughs> so as we said before, we are planning a little hiatus before we get into season four, but that doesn't mean we haven't started thinking about it and we have some brainstorming going on. So we thought we'd give you guys not really a sneak peek, but I don't know, a little hint. To a what few hints. Yeah, yeah. A few hints. Sure. Why not? We don't want to leave you in the dark. Uh, that's what the Instagram is for. But yeah, we'll do that here too. Um, and yeah, I think we definitely want to do some more interviews. Like I was saying at the beginning, those were so much fun. It's been lovely getting to know other people in the writing community and we know mm-hmm. a bunch of different writers from bookstagram and don't worry you're like probably all on our list we want to get you all on here eventually um and uh, not even just writers that are published but writers that are doing other interesting things or uh learning about how you start your querying journey or all those different things because that's kind of where we're at um it's all been so motivating and kind of heartening mm-hmm. to learn from each other um I have a Wattpad writer that I know that I would love to hear from if they're up for it. And yeah, we always love learning about new experiences from other people. Um, and yeah, this is why community is so important and so great. Like we, Even though writing feels very solitary, and yes, you do have to hunker down on your own in your closed office to get the words down. And if you don't do that, you're probably not going to get there. Um, but once those words are out, the... The sharing of work, the feedback, the beta readers, the editors, um, the other writers just kind of saying you're not alone and we're all going through this together. That's what keeps us going. So I'm looking forward to more interviews. Those have been some of my favorite episodes as well, even though I always get really nervous. I'm like, <laughs> hope they don't think I'm an idiot. Uh, and then it always ends up being really fun and I love it. So definitely more of those. I'd like to do a bit of a deep dive into different genres and how there's certain expectations for each genre that writers should be aware of. Um, 
you know, we could do like fantasy, thriller, sci-fi, and then there's the subgenres, especially like the romance subgenres, yeah. fantasy romance, sci-fi romance, which I wish there was more sci-fi romance that wasn't just aliens. Like, I just want more people hanging out in space. <laughs> you know, like Hunt, Hunt the Stars is a great book like that. Except um, he's an alien, isn't he? Yeah, and the second one he's not. But I was thinking more like I loved Ice Planet Barbarians, oh. but I want there to be more sci-fi romance that's like a bit different than that. <laughs> <laughs> I've binged most of those. I need new stuff. Uh, and I'd like to chat a little bit more about craft. And but I wonder if we can sneak that into interviews as well, like pick I other writers' so. brains about craft, right? Yeah. I think that, that oh. would be. Yeah, look at that. We just came up with that little idea right now. There's so many options. I have some floating in my brain that I kind of want to just like spew at you right now, but maybe we'll... We'll finish finish this and then we're going to end up having a brainstorming session. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stop when... Oh yeah, my husband's not home, so we'll stop when yours gets home. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh yeah, real life calls. Uh, Anyway, but like I said earlier, we don't have a release date for season four, but I think Mm -hmm. you can expect it sometime in spring of 2023. And if you follow us on our socials, we will keep you posted, as promised. And that's the tea on the tea grannies. It's hard to believe this is our last episode of season three, but here we are. So please leave us a review. Please, 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 reviews are so important. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Tea Grannies podcast and on Twitter at the Tea Grannies. Thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to get started on season four, but until then, happy writing. <laughs>